You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress toward your dreams, goals, and desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig Lyman, and today let's work on Project You. Welcome to Project You. This podcast is so exciting for me because I'm sitting before a very dear friend. Uh, he's a client at the gym, and he's also an amazing mover and groover in life outside of the gym. He's a very amazing professional. Uh, his name is Hardy Denza, like Danza, Tony Danza, is that what you said? With an eye. <laughs> with an eye. And he, he works with Retina Eye Center, is that correct? HD Retina Eye Center. Okay. Yeah. And you've been doing that for the past 24 years. Yeah, so I've been a retinal surgeon for about that period of time. And I asked him this question, and he was like, "You know what? I got to get back to you." But what is your what is your greatest moment in your profession that you genuinely helped someone out, and you felt it? Yeah, there's been a lot. I mean, actually, if if someone had told me when I was a child that when I grow up I get to help blind people see, I would have probably passed out but I get to do that on a regular basis um, I fin- spent the first decade of my life in the third world and had a lot of one-eyed patients young patients um, and with very complicated disease and have a lot of you know memorable moments from those patients helping you know um, uh, people who are destitute, maybe they're like a seven-year-old child who, you know, is, uh, both of his eyes got blown out, you know, when the parents were dynamiting for a house in Yemen. The, there's all kinds of third-world conditions. Um, so, you know, one of the most memorable of those, Cami, is I um, had a call at four in the morning. This was about 17 years ago. It was a minister of interior in Saudi Arabia who told me that there was an ambulance coming to pick me up and to take me to uh, an airport to go to Dahran, which is an hour away. There had been an expat who had picked up a juice box off of his uh, car, and it turned out to be an IED. And they... Um, basically were flying me a plastic surgeon over to Dahran to, to assess the patient. He was actually a Coca-Cola executive. Uh, when I got to Dahran in this small hospital, I talked to his wife. She had told me that Coca-Cola had this plane that was in Jordan on the way to Dahran to pick up her husband to take him back to England for surgery, which I said was fine. However, you know, having spent so many years in the third world, I felt very um, qualified to take care of the most severe trauma. And after a fair amount of discussion, we decided to have the patient flown back to Riyadh. And that night, um, we did, with a friend of mine who's also a very close friend of mine who's an amazing retinal surgeon, we spent eight hours on his right eye. The left eye had been blown out. So anyway, we were able to get the outside of the eye, all the injuries taken care of, get the glass out of, and the metal out of the eye. Um, But there was a second surgery that would be needed two weeks later. And... um, I became very close to the family. The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia actually flew in his parents and his wife's parents, and I was meeting with them every day. And um, they, you know, we developed very close ties, obviously. And um, when I told them that my friend, who's, you know, this amazing retinal surgeon, was going to do the second surgery because I needed to get back home because my wife was about to deliver our baby, and I wanted to be there for our, uh, the birth of our child. Um, it was quite clear that they were not really happy with that, you know, because we had bonded so much. And obviously I wanted to be there for the birth of my child. And it wasn't really clear what the best path was for me. And I still remember like it was yesterday sitting down in my living room on the compound where I lived. And um, I had these songs coming on in random order. And this very um, moving song came on by this artist named Tuck and Patty. It's a husband and wife team. And uh, the name of the song is, is Love is the Key, and there's a, multiple lines in there that resonated, but the chorus has this line that's something to the effect of, if love has made a difference to you, help somebody so they can believe in it too. And that particular line really spoke to me, and I just knew that I needed to be there for the family and to do the second surgery. 
um, and I did. Um, it actually worked out well. Um, I was able to help repair the inside of the eye and give the patient some vision back. And in addition, I was able to make it home. Uh, Swiss Air flew me back to America to um, JFK, and then there was a limo that took me to um, my wife's uh, home in Connecticut. And I was there on Christmas Day, so able to celebrate Christmas with my family. And um, my daughter was born about a week later, so <sighs> it all worked out. That that was just very memorable because it was incredibly hard surgery, high stakes, and able to take care of the patient the way I wanted to, but also to be there for my family. And, right. Yeah. That's a breath of fresh air. Um, and the reason why we're here today, and I... And I wanted you to be a part of Project You so much is because you know how to love. And this is what our episode is about, that love truly does win. And when we're confused, when we're a little over, overly concerned, maybe anxious, you followed your heart and you shared gratitude and appreciation and, and hardship with, with this man, right? Mm-hmm. And surgery and, and torn because you wanted to be elsewhere. And you chose to be present. And Dr. Hardeep has given given me the song from Patty, and it was Tuck and Patty, right? Yeah, Tuck and yeah. The, it's called Love Is Key, and and I I've been listening to it ever since you gave it to me, Hardeep, like yeah. over and over and over. And it starts out: Do you know how much your love means? Do you know how many hearts you have lived in? Is one of my favorite favorite. Um, pieces of that of that song because people forget that we really do as as humans we we have the opportunity to live in other people's hearts that man is never going to forget you yeah in his whole entire life and it wasn't just a surgery is more it could have been just a surgery right from someone else but because you have that you know just that indebted love and love is messy Sometimes, you know, love is confusing at times and you didn't know where to go. And, and that's why, um, it's just a wonderful story to hear from you out of the gate, why we are here today, because again, our episode is about love wins. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think, you know, even my daughter, who's, I was able to be for her birth when she was, you know, the story I just told you when she was six or seven, I don't know where she came up with this sign but she had this sign in a room that said love is the most powerful force in the world and even at a young age I think um, you know we recognize that obviously things can get confusing but it is the most powerful force in the world and I think that um, that you know it's complicated it's complicated to love yourself it's complicated to love others and uh, I just think that that kind of hole that void that all of us feel and some of us fill it with you know, overeating, some of it's been like a fitness addiction, some of it, there's all kinds of things, you know, a phone addiction. But I think that love fills that and and you can manifest love in your um, relationships with others, um, family and friends. And I think that, you know, in this life that we are, we are asked to share love one another and it's a choice that we make and obviously if you're caught up in your own world it's harder you know and, and we're all at different stages of that but the more we can be in love the more that we can realize what a miracle it is to be alive and to share that with one another yep and that's what we do with each other you know and and we have i think people tend to forget too that it's not just in your home that love is felt because right. there's a lot of homes that are broken right. and they don't even feel love there. Right. And so we're kind of diving into a subject that we've talked about before, but we want to have places in this world that people feel safe in, you right. know, whether it be four walls or whether it be in front of that you or um, in, in, a, in a different uh, country or whatever, like love is felt just like hatred is felt. It's an right. energy. Right. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and you so, can feel mm-hmm. it among one another, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, if you don't mind my saying, I think one of the reasons that I love going to your gym is that you do feel um, this energy that's very positive, um, and we all feel very connected. Um, and obviously, any one of us, including myself, could go work out on my own, and I do at times, but 
what brings me back is that very palpable feeling of connection. And that obviously starts, um, you know, at the top. And I think that you live a life of love, Cammie, and uh, it's manifest in many, many ways. And I feel like we can, we can feel that just like a school of fish swim together, a bird, you know, a formation of birds are in these murmurations. They all are um, cognizant of each other's presence, right? right. And they're moving together. Um, I feel like that happens, you know, in your in your gym and with you. And I, I've always hoped for that because I know what a broken world we live in. Um, what's another uh, Tuck and Patty say in one of their one of their lines is, uh, "We live in a world of sadness and strife." If love has made a difference in your life, right. give it to someone else. Yeah, you know, and that's every single day. People ask me uh, often, "How did you make it? Oh, how are you so successful?" All the, all the, you know, big questions, right? But really, the, the one question I love the most is, "How do you get up so early?" And and over and over and over, I'm like, there are souls, not people, souls, waiting to be worked out, of course, but there's something extra. And that extra is what the space attracts and the space attracts people like you. You know, so when they're outside of the door, you know, at 4.58, just ready for it, like that gets me excited every single day. I'm like, this is another opportunity to not only breathe air, watch the sunrise. It's kind of hard right now because it's a little darker, but, and and to meet people that are that are, need a little bit of extra love. That's all I think about. Every single person needs a little bit more love in their life. So that is an example of why you're amazing, right? Because you choose to frame that morning hour as an opportunity to help um, help people through love, through physical connection, through their workout, instead of uh, you know. It's dark and it's cold, and I want to just stay in bed. Right. Right. That's you're like, what everyone wants to do. You want to get up, and you're like, okay, this is my opportunity now. Start my day, giving this positive energy to people. And I, the other thing that I think is important to to acknowledge is that um, a lot of times we don't really have the ability to think ourselves into a different mood state. We can't. We we all think, and our brains are going crazy, mm-hmm. but we underestimate the power of a a strong workout of the of the body. Right, the body can inform the mind, and there are times when I mean I have this trainer. I'm in love with my trainer, Dan Knapp. This guy is amazing. <laughs> yep. He's like my son, yep. and I don't always relish the hour of pain I'm going to have, but I know I'm going to be with Dan, and I know at the end of it, I'm going to be in a great mood. Yep. And does that trickle off to the rest of your day? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and also, to be fair, it's not only Dan, it's all of us. It's all of us who are training together. Yes. And even energy. if I'm at the gym and you're training somebody, I mean, we're, we're all this big community. Yep. And I, um, you know, you, you can't pay enough for that kind of energy to be a part of your life every day. Right. Um, remember, the, remember the show Cheers? Yeah. Where everyone knows your name? Right. I grew up on that show, and I, I, I just loved the tagline. I know it was at the bar, the setting was what it was and yeah. stuff, but I really, really loved it because I, I loved names, and I loved people from a very young age, and I always wanted to know people's names, and I wanted to be in a place where I also knew everyone's name, and yeah. I treated the gym, um, even if I was at a fundraiser or a concert that, you know, around new people or whatever, it makes a lot of sense to me to refer to someone as who they who they are, mm-hmm. instead of just being oh that's Hardeep's sister, right? Mm, whatever, right. you know. And and then and then that little gift that you can give them is value, right? Or a little bit more worth. And and that's how I see the gym to be is like no one walks into my home, literally my house, and I don't know that they're walking in. Right. You know that right. a guest walked in their house, your right. house. So what do you do? You get up and greet them. Right. You get up and hug them. You get up and show yeah. them around, yeah. right? Um, welcome them. Right. And I feel like that's a little forgotten in the world because we're waiting just to get home to be comfortable. I yeah. want to be home. I want to be home every step I go. Yeah. Yeah. So you make a home wherever you are. Right. And, uh, you know, it, there's this um, existential need that everybody has to be seen, right? In quotes, to be seen. And, and just the fact that you want to get to know people's name, you give them the eye contact, you acknowledge them. 
um, they're being seen, and you're and you're and you're not only creating a home in in that sense, but you're also perhaps meeting a deeper need that that person may have. Maybe in their actual home, they're not being seen, and that's a right. gift that you give. Right. Um, do you agree ever that you know even in your line of work and my line of work that when it is such a broken world, sad and full strife, right? that we're able to give that love and they might be so broken. They might not be loved at home, the wife or husband or the kids right. or whatever. Right. But they can start to, um, learn this new behavior. Yes. Learn because they're captivated by the sense of hope because everything that we have on us is not tangible. Right. <laughs> you cannot, right. You just have to feel it. Yes. Right. And so I really, and that's what people mentors or people that, have affected me growing up. I, I remember the feeling that they that they left with from me or uh, gave me, and I, I always want to do my best, just like you do, to give that back in hopes that the strife and the sadness can be a little bit more mended. Yeah. Elsewhere. So that yeah, that kind of ties in, right? So, I mean, love is yep. action, but love is also feeling, and um, for many you know many times when there's a lot of pain um it's very hard to sit with pain it's easier to shut it off and you can shut off your pain through just watching television yeah. you know drinking overeating whatever yeah. um and then that if the person is in that state and we all go in and out of states that person may not be receptive to the love that you're giving them but you still can always make a choice to try to um, reach out to that person um, and, and and you may not make any progress but that person still knows it's at some level you know there's somebody there who cares for them that's right they make at some point be receptive to that but they know they do they do and universally we want to be loved we want to be valued we want to be appreciated and we want to be seen you know and then a universal uh, feeling that we strive for is love and happiness right you know so they're all they're all bonded together and it makes a lot of sense and i think that's a great segue to um a book that dr hardeep had given me uh, about two years ago and he came up to me and said you're a love warrior and it still like makes me emotional because there's people in your life that just get you you know and as best friends as you can be with other people there's that one or two or three or maybe 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 five that see you in a deeper sense and and life can be a little bit deeper and not so scary you know it, it's a, it's a big risk right. to hand someone a book already <laughs> and be like you're a love warrior you need to read this and i have the book in my hand right now um but that's where we went and and why did you give me this book well, called love warrior you know i just see the way you interact with everybody um whether they're a new client in the gym or an old friend like myself. And you have made a conscious decision, which you, you have reiterated earlier, to really live a life of love, to be a light in this world. And you you could be doing this through your gym. You could be doing this in any, you could have be doing something else. But it doesn't really matter. It's who you are. And you've chosen to be a love warrior. I don't think you put that phrase together before you read this book. But no. I think that... Once you read it, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a love warrior. <laughs> I, I not only have I read the book, Hardeep, but I have um, watched all the YouTubes. This was Oprah's uh, book club. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep, it was Oprah's book in her book club in 2016. It was written by Glennon Doyle. So I've watched um, some some seminars that she's put on and stuff. And the book is so tragic and it's so full of pain. Yes. How we're talking about. Yeah. Yet the outcome was to rise. Yes. Um, go through it. Right. Of course, but rise and and become. Yes. And I didn't expect that. Yeah. To be honest with you, it was almost um, it was almost reliving some because every one of us have been. Do you agree? Every one of us has been through brokenness. Yes. Trauma experiences mm -hmm. that we're not too fond of. Right. Um. So it can trigger. Yeah. I, I feel like if anyone read this book after they hear our podcast, it's Love Warrior, Glennon Doyle, um, they might be triggered. Yeah. And 
the basic concept is that love wins right in the very end right and it was actually it just reminded me of one part where Glennon is with her child and they actually her children see her get into a fight with her husband and she basically just tries to say oh everything's all right and then one of the children as children often recognize truth say no it's not and she reflects on the uh, on that episode and she realizes that part of her job as mother is not necessarily to always take away the ch- her children's pain but to help them to, to sit with the pain because pain is a really can be a really good teacher it's hard to sit in pain it can be hard to sit in love but you know what we normally do all of us uh, at times are guilty of like okay i'm gonna numb the pain what yeah. am i gonna do you know am i gonna flip through well, my she instagram she feed? was an alcoholic she yeah. was bulimic right. she was she masked it like crazy right. right she was scared as i'll get out to be a mother yes sitting there at 25 years old looking at the pregnancy test and like oh my god <laughs> right. you know a lot of i mean yeah. you're right and and instead of masking the pain, I grew up, everything's going to be all right. Let's just, you right. know, put it on the rug, right. put it on the shelf. And and so did she. Yeah. You know, and her, her journey started at 10 where other journeys started at 4. And we talk often about this. Everyone's going through a different a different life, a different story. And we're all part of, you know, in a, in a, in a different chapter. And yours might have started later because there's a lot of people that never endured any hard, hardship in their life. You know, right. no pain. Everything's right. fine. Right. Right. But um, this really spoke to me because I think often we can become victims to our pain. Right. You know, and if she... That's an interesting phrase. We can become victims to our pain. I, I, right. That's very good. Yeah. I've never heard that. I like that. Yeah. I've, I, I feel that because it's an easier way <laughs> to be, you know, and then just to, to mask it. And, and you're right. There's so many different ways to mask, right? Uh, but to, to be conscious about this and it's a real big awareness that one, the one day that she chose to wake up was the one day that she was her better version, not only as her, for herself, but for her kids, for her future and for all these people that she's touching to this day. Right. By being authentically real, vulnerable, and in her own truth. And it's tough for people. Like, some people know my story and some don't. And it's really, really sometimes hard to say it out loud because you're like, you know, maybe that shame might come in. Maybe that right. guilt might come in. Um, then you're thinking about the judgments and, oh, my gosh, is that her real opinion? Right. You know, and and, and at the end, the vulnerability and and, and the, the openness from the mask means so much especially when love is behind everything mm-hmm. you know not to kill still and destroy mm-hmm. um but to genuinely be there for other people right. again talk and patty say it over and over again like that line what it what was it that you love yeah the if, difference. if love has made a difference to you help somebody so they can believe in it too right you know um you know, it's also, yeah, I think that this, so, you know, the opposite side of that is the shame, this judgment, whether it's of other people or yourself. Um, and there's a another really interesting person that I've read recently. His name is Judd Brewer, and other people have mentioned this too, but um, the opposite of judgment is curiosity. Mm-hmm. So, for example, let's just say you have an eating disorder. You can sit with that desire to whatever it's going to be, um, be bulimic, and just sit with that and watch it at a distance and be curious about it, and not be self-judgmental. Yeah. Right. You can get to a deeper level, and it's the same thing that I found with um, friends. Like, you know, if you're curious about somebody's story, if you're curious about their pain, and you're not going to snap to judgment about whatever is the first thought that came into your mind. If you can step away from that, just be really curious. That's that's kind yes. of like this key that allows you to connect and to love that person. Right. And then that's when you purely feel safe with that person. Right. And, and they feel safe with you. That's right. And it's a feeling yeah, right. because what do people usually ask? They want to know they're curious because they want to know the drama. Right. You know, right. Like, like when someone passes, what's the first thing that you ask? Well, how'd they die? Right. Right. It that dude's gone. Right. <laughs> like we're just being kind of morbid right now. Yeah. But however, why didn't you ask how that person's doing? Right. Because the first thing that the average mind wants to go to is the curiosity of the drama. 
Right. You know, and so that's what I really, really, I mean, you couldn't have nailed it with him. Um, that's what I really um, yearn for these days more so than ever is ask the deeper question, question right. the boldest right. question, right. which is, how are you doing in this process right now? Right. Instead of the common question, how did he die? Right. To gain right. that information. Um, so, so how does that make you feel knowing that where you're at in this life right now and giving, giving more love with, with curiosity? So, yeah, I mean, I think that is an, it's an evolution. I mean, and this could be one step forward, two steps back or yeah. vice versa. But I think at least being aware of the potential that we each have to make a difference in this world, to be a light in this world, and to choose to be that light, you know, instead of getting caught up in the darkness and living a smaller, constricted life, every moment can be lived more fully. Right. And so the first step, I think, is awareness of that. Okay. And then the second is figuring out the the steps that you're, and it's maybe individual, that you're going to take to live in that way. And, you know, I think um, for me personally, like, I think what my goal is at this point is to model for my children how to be happy with myself because I've always been striving. And that striving, you know, has a positive side, right? I think I've become very good at what I do. Um, but even as you're striving, you can still be very content with who you are, even as you're striving. And I think that's a level that I'm still trying to master. Right. It's hard. Yeah. It takes a lot of effort. Yeah. I just spoke to a client today and she said, yeah, in the twenties, you really don't know how beautiful you are. You wish you, you would have, you know, yeah. but you're so on cloud nine. And then your thirties, you're kind of just hustling because mm -hmm. you want to make it so bad. Right. You know, and then the forties and fifties, man, you just, you're just starting to love yourself and get in the groove. <laughs> right. And I was just right. dying laughing yeah. with her. Like yeah. you are speaking so much truth. Right. I love it. And that's what Glennon Doyle did too. Mm -hmm. um, one of the really great things about her being so open and so vulnerable is to another part of underlining teaching that she gave me as a woman was love yourself, right? Respect yourself enough enough to stand up to what you believe in, right? Um, and 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 she was also a model for her children, right? And that's what both of us are too, yeah. and. Um, it's tough sometimes because people that have a deeper feeling of love and maybe they're a little bit more full of empathy. Yeah. Um, we live more on a spiritual side. Our spiritual being is more awake. Yeah. And then when the human being comes by, it's, it's jolting, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's when we probably fall. That's when we fail. Mm -hmm. And I feel that it's very important for people to know that we're going to fail. And even through the love and it's always, it's coming back in circles here that the pain is going to, is going to release more, more of the, the lesson, mm -hmm. you know, and as long as we stay on track to know that this love is not going to fail us, right. you know, and even we can do an extension of that. Your higher being right. is not going to fail you. Right. Um, um, that's, that gives a lot of hope for people because I know that there's people listening right now that, don't have a lot of love in their life right. and they're listening to us being like they're completely bogus <laughs> yeah because they have a different perception right yeah so love is also strength i mean yeah. love is strength i mean the people the strongest people i know um have different ways of expressing that love but they're very strong and um i mean there's darkness in the world and there's light in the world and you choose to be the light you're choosing a path that's the warrior's path right, right? even through the darkness right Right. And so my even being in the darkest moments and maybe confusion and worry and, and fear and all of those things are liars. I know right. that. Right. But I have sat face to face with them. Right. But the number one thing that was just dawning on me, every single one of those experiences was love. Like this, the little light, the little shine. And that's what helped get out of those little dark places or the strife or the concern or the sadness, you know? And so it does call for a lot of strength to, to see it. So when you were in these places, Cami, of darkness and pain, was it your community, your faith, yourself that provided you with what you needed to 
I don't necessarily get out of it because maybe you want to stay in it. Maybe they helped you stay in it and learn from it. I'm just curious about yeah. that. Um, number one, my faith is always has always been my anchor. Mm-hmm. And even though it calls for confusion from other people because, oh my gosh, that's a sin. I can't believe you did that or or, or went through that. And um, um, God does not judge, you know, he, or he will judge, but he's not holding that over my head. And I knew that always. And so I was immediately released in any situation of my darkness of the, the shame and guilt, because I knew also that I was not perfect. And I put perfection on my life for a long time, which put, put me in um, my own darkness and sadnesses because I put so much pressure on right. myself because of my own anxiousness and my own experiences. And so uh, as I knew as that love and God was my anchor, right. I, I then had the, it's so cool that you asked this question because I've never been able to say it out loud. Uh, but having the community that we have at CCF was a driving force to see the light even more. So community becomes another anchor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not everything, but it was a very, very strong place. And, and, and so when I was saying, hey, give people a high five, you never know what someone's going through. That was also preaching to me. Right. Like, oh, hope someone gives me a high five because I need it right now. Right, they don't right. know it, but right. I need it. Right. You know, and, and, and that's what, you know, Glennon can talk about in there too. It's like, um, no one can ask the strong or not very many people can ask the strong, how are you doing? Right. Or are you good? You know, those deeper questions. Yeah. And so the community was, was one of the most in, inspiring places in my life and helped me through. And, and some people don't know because they're, they're, they're shameful, right? right. They don't want to be judged and they right. don't want an opinion because you're going to get it. Right. And so um, to have that attraction of those people around you 24 seven minus, you know, being at home. That's another, that's another reason. Right. Yeah. I think that having really strong friendships, um, close, close people that you can be with helps fill that void, which you can otherwise fill with destructive things, whether it's, you know, you know, alcohol, food, shopping, sex, whatever, you know, to an excess. I mean, and having that close, close friendship, um, is what helps you, uh, I would say stay afloat, but also to, to have a richness in life, right? That tapestry. Right. And I feel maybe we can isolate ourselves a little from mm-hmm. that because we, we don't feel that, that maybe some people have thought that they, they're not deserving of these right. friendships right. or they're, um, you know, it's a lot of effort um, or that's not my soulmate. Right. I, you cannot come too close and be my friend. Right. However, I'm a big believer in that's not, that's not one ultimate soulmate. Right. There are so many souls around you um, that 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 can feed us to become our greatest self right intellectually emotionally physically um and it's not one person's job right to do that it's a lot of responsibility right and i never want that responsibility ever again yeah and and so people of that light that 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 can live in that darkness they can hold a lot of pressure on themselves Mm -hmm. and that's what keeps them down too so the whole concept is now um through love is yes, we'll get below the line, but how how quick can you get above the line? Right. And that's a choice that we right. make. The state of happiness that we choose every single day, even if it wasn't the best day, we still have chosen to rest our eyes in happiness. Right, and so and then the mechanism of right. So let's say we let's say we're in a really down state, and we ah, I don't want to be down here anymore. I want to choose. A, a way of, of light and happiness. So then there are different mechanisms to do that, right? One is to go hang out with your friend, have a coffee with your friend. Yeah. The thing that works for me really well is going to the gym um, because I know that... So there have been studies. Like if you do an hour of intense exercise, over 400 different um, uh, DNA changes are going to happen in your body within the next, um, you know, whatever recovery time is. So you're going to actually physically and organically change where you are, change your state through your body. So, I mean, maybe it's working out with your friend and you get yeah. get to 
twice as fast. Yeah. Um, but then, there's, then we're always, I mean, we're always then tempted by the other things that look like they're going to help us out, you know, like another glass of wine. But ultimately, that's not going to solve your problem. It's not going to get you into the state you want to get into, you into, and it's not really addressing the underlying issue. No, you're absolutely right. What does it mean to you to be a love warrior? That's a really hard question because oftentimes the warrior's path is one of stillness and and be being willing to be in a state of solitude so that you can come from a place of strength to love others. Um, and again, I think simultaneously, it's, it's in a way it's easier to be a love warrior for others than it is to be a love warrior for yourself. Yep. And I think that's like the ultimate level. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I yeah. love warrior to me after getting to know you after these three years and um, reading this book and, and diving into uh, Tuck and Patty's songs and uh, many other songs are yeah, great. Check yeah. out their, <laughs> right. check out Spotify. Please do. Please do. Um, I believe that with God being my anchor, yes. I feel that loving self is so important and not loving self in a self-righteous way. Right. Because that's going to, that's going to lead to a bad, bad road. Yeah. But loving self for who we are. Um, and our hard work that we do put in every single day and the relationships that are around us and in the environment and and um the the clues and the signs yeah you know and then we can really really be conscious yeah. and we can really be aware and now we're more alert yeah. and we're seeing life in a whole different way and that's the beauty of growing older that's why i love birthdays more now than ever i'm like oh not that, oh my gosh, I survived, I made it another year. Yeah. Um, it's because of everything, the interactions and all the lessons and the pain right. um, and the stillness that we purposely put ourselves into to become the warrior that every single one of us right. are intended to be. Yeah, and I think a manifestation of that is as we grow older, we can then have through wisdom and through dealing with the various you know, pains, you know, the Mack truck of life hitting you over and over that you can then turn your focus outwards. And I would argue that, you know, um, so I know many, many successful people, but they, if they weren't able for whatever reason to turn to live vicariously, at least somewhat through their children, their children, um, aren't going to be as successful as they were. And I think that for me, I mean, I, I feel like when I was in my twenties and thirties, I was going to be the best rental surgeon I could possibly be, and I did whatever it took to do that, including being in the third world for 10 years, because right. that's where all the complicated surgery was. But um, if I at some point didn't realize, you know, my life is about me and my wife, Shilpa, raising this beautiful family and getting so much joy out of my children because I was still obsessed with my own individual goals, yeah. then um, I'm worried that my children wouldn't have turned out as amazing as they have so far. Yeah, because they would have been left right. in the dust right. to your self-righteousness. Right. And I, yeah, I agree. I and mean, that's it's the, the same advice. thing with community, right? It's the same thing with everyone I meet in your gym. And we, we're kind of a similar tribe, right? But yeah. we're all interested in one another, even whether it's Nina or Mackenzie or whoever. Like all these folks in your gym, um, I don't know, always know all their names, but all of us are interested in being a light for one another. And that starts, I, I think, with... You know, the, of every business reflects the personality and the goals of the founder. Right, and that goes into our ending point on our podcast. Our podcast project, you, is how do we bring love into a business realm? Because love isn't on the manuscript in the blueprint of corporate cor corporations. You have to do this and do it with love. You know, like that just sounds silly. Have you ever started a running regimen only to find yourself lost and bored? That's exactly why I've created the Sprint eBook. If the treadmill had you tired, these proven sprint workouts will help you stay on target and in shape in 30 minutes or less. Did you know that sprints are the most effective workout for people looking to shed fat but maintain muscle? Head to ccfreno.com backslash sprint. Again, ccfreno.com backslash sprint and get your copy of the Sprint eBook today.
So it's really hard to 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 give feedback or to give mentorship sometimes to someone that's looking at you like you're nuts. Right. You make decisions by heart. I say right. that often in my in, in my interviews. Right. <laughs> and um or to be overly helpful. Yes. And helpful for other people. You know, what do you Yeah, I mean, I think it's very complicated because I think by nature um, you know, I'll just take myself. So I'm, a, I'm an eye specialist, an eye doctor, an MD doctor to help other people. And also, as a former professor who's trained many, many residents and fellows, I don't have that position now. I mean, I have medical students, but I also want my staff to grow. They're like this substitute for my residents and fellows. Like, I want to see them excel. I want them to see them blossom. And... Um, in fact, when I first started my business, I gave this Navy SEALs talk because I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to help you guys grow. We're going to be amazing. We're going to, you know, just be this amazing team. And not a single person from that original group is with me anymore. And so that was a big lesson um, because, you know, everyone sees the world through their own eyes and everyone lives in the world through their own head. And, you know, we're all experiencing the world differently. And just I think I've learned to acknowledge and to recognize that. And so with that, you know, as, as you're trying to help your staff grow, your people grow, help them be a better version of, what, of, of themselves, because that's who we are. We also have to recognize there are boundaries and there are, um, you know, areas where you can help and there's areas where you can't help. Yeah. You know, and you're always going to, like, I will always, all, of all those people who left, I'll always be there for them, right? But um, yep. we're all at different stages in life and you can still love somebody, but it may not work out in that, in that business, in that work setting right then and there. Right. And, and we can love from afar. Right. I've really learned that this past 10, 11 months is I can love from afar yeah. because I love so hard. Right. Right. And then if there's an estrangement or detachment or disconnect um, and there's still love, yeah, it's okay. Right. You know, um, um, we have the pleasure of seeing each other every week, um, right. m- multiple times a week, yeah. and we get to share that love. Right. Um, however, I know if one of us were to move and to pass that the feeling that you gave me as as a human and giving me the grace and the love and the security um and that bond will be treasured forever and that's what's left behind it's not the keychain that you gave me or the book that you gave me you know and so i i often remember those um moments now more so than ever when the disconnect comes in within the business and um we should protect our hearts We should also protect our environment and our business um, as well. And I think as being a lover, sometimes we're open to just anything in the past. And that's, that's, that's part of our growth and love. Right. You know, and And that's part of being that the warrior part of love warrior. You know, you actually, as you get more and more wise in those ways, you accept that this is just the way it's going to be. And, um, you will continue on your path. That person will continue on their path, but yours can still be connected. Yes. Um, and, and that's that why, it, but that is also, I think, why that warrior path can be somewhat of a solitudinal path because you try to, you know, help that individual and that individual didn't want that help and you feel a little bit of pain from that. Right. But you still stay on the warrior path because you have the warrior mind and um, you don't need external validation. You just know who you are and you do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Love it so much. Um, even the unsteadiness, you know, being a warrior, you can be unsteady as a warrior and, and being strong. So look around, embrace embrace the beauty that is around you and stop thinking about what you don't have and realize right. what we do have yeah. is also a very grounding statement in my everyday life um, to stay within that warrior piece. Um, what else? It's so easy it's just to, to dovetail on that, To I mean, this is my battle to always look at what I don't have. I mean... Do you? Yeah. Yeah, Doc's being like open right now. Yeah, I love like, it. Yeah, it's like a total battle because, um, I, I mean, I have an amazing wife, amazing children, amazing career, amazing friends like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in a time in history in the richest 
planet in the world, yeah. right? I mean, I have a lifespan that I wouldn't have had if I was born, you know, 100 years ago. No way. I would be dead, like, right. you know, 40 or 50, which actually is happening now to a lot of people in Africa, right? I mean, their lifespan is 50 years old in many countries. And so, um, yeah, just, I mean, I mean, I really feel that having this, and there are different ways to do it, but I mean, I didn't want you to at least consciously have a gratitude journal every day right in it because we have to we have to figure out a way to stay in the state of gratitude even as we're striving for more yes i mean it, it, you know there's this, this comedian that says you know everything around us is amazing and yet we're all depressed i took out the swear words uh, <laughs> but like, that, that's so bizarre like everything is amazing in fact i mean you could talk about a single cell in your retina taking a photon of light creating an electrical image that goes to your brain and one third of your brain is is de- is devoted to visual processing Okay, we can just talk about that as a physical thing. Then we can talk about looking at someone's eye and seeing into their soul. We can talk about just the fact that the sun rises every day, right? I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, we live, we can live in gratitude. Right, and and the more we remind ourselves of that, you know, maybe you just have a, maybe you don't want to write, well, you just have a conversation of gratitude with your buddy, you know. Instead of talking about something else or someone else. yeah. That's right. right. Exactly. Oh, I love those friends. That's why I love you so much. (laughs) Thank you. It's a mutual feeling. Um, So... At the end of every project, you we have action of the week, and all of our subscribers have a journal, and it's it's titled Project You. Mm. And what we've done is we we want to grow. Um, mm. This is a year of growth. It's a billboard billboard year, right? And what I am asking of you is if you can give every one of our listeners right now a topic to write about based upon something that we talked about today in order for them to look back because this is self-reflection right this Mm -hmm. is a journal of the now and um, how they can become the best self i mean i you know such an aficionado of tuck and patty and i think that if one listens to love is the key and you think about and you write about where you have touched somebody through your gifts of love and where you've been touched as well that like the most impactful moments and never lose those you know one of the most impactful moments of my life was um eloping with my wife moving to hawaii and going against my family wishes but i made a i made a, a really really strong statement that i love this woman and um I should probably be playing our little wedding videotape, you know, every month to remind me of that because that is where I made a statement of love and my wife made a statement of love that were so powerful. Like, we should never forget that. We got to find a way to recognize that maybe once a month, you know, we have a toast to each other. Yeah. Remember that time yes. in Maui, you know. Yes. But yeah, I think that um, listening to Love is the Key and then thinking about the most important moments of your life where you've been touched with love or you've touched somebody else would be a great, great exercise. I love it. All right, so that's one action of, um, of the day. And I'm going to put one on, on everyone as well um, in regards to the book that you'd given me. The book is called Love Warrior uh, by Glennon Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E. I would love for you guys to, whether it be to get the book, maybe the audio book. Um, I know a lot of people love to hold on to these yeah. things and really read. So um, purchasing the book might be a great thing. However, there's a lot of YouTubes of Glennon Doyle and also some, some Oprah uh, YouTubes that are very fascinating. Um, and it really goes a, a few steps deeper than, than we touched on the book. But the journal entry would be, what you think a love warrior is in your life. Yeah, I like that. Right? Yeah. I think if we can define more of who we are, and even if we're living in a dark place right now, and it's really hard to comprehend what the heck we're talking about. Right. Because it's so dark. Right. Um, I feel, honestly, one of the truths of life, Hardeep, is to give hope to other people. Yeah. Um, Because it's not easy. And if someone's lost their hope, and you can be the person who gives them that hope. Yes. Right? Yes, and it's and it's asking a little bit deeper questions. Mm-hmm. It's looking at people on in the eye, even when they don't want to, you right. know. And it's um, 
giving a high five when you not when you don't know when someone's going through. Right. Um, so have have that in your heart as you uh, part from us in Project You podcast. And Dr. Hardy, I just want to thank you with all my heart for spending time with me today. Thank you, Kami. It's really been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to um, spend time with you, even if it's just for a hug in the in the gym. But to have an extended period to talk to you like this is very special to yeah. me. Yeah, well, I'll, for, I'll remember this forever. Um, Hardy, does, you do give amazing hugs, so thank you for bonding with me. We give like six second um, average hugs, you know. Get the dopamine flowing. That's yeah. right. That's right. Dopamine forever. All right, you guys. Um, have a great week, and thank you so much for tuning in to Project You. Uh, love really does win, and check out Tuck and Patty. Yes. Um, the, the song that we really love embraced was Love is the Key. Yeah. And then also check out Love Warrior by you guys. Thank you. Keep shining all around me, saying that love is the key.